Hey there, fellow warrior. So today I just wanted to put some thoughts in your mind about, or maybe even just questioning, why is it that we don't spend more energy, more time, more resources? Why don't we prioritize or value more our mental, spiritual, and emotional well-being? And, and I know right now it seems almost as if we, we shouldn't, we can't, because life is so fast-paced and we have so much coming at us. Our brains are exhausted. They're bombarded with information. But I would challenge you to consider that a lot of the information we're taking in is useless. We're, we're just allowing social media or whatever to just bombard us with information that we, is really not important to our lives or maybe too much of it, something we don't need to focus on so much. And I know that it is hard to focus on anything long enough to, to do something like emotional freedom, for instance, you know, getting free from the bondage of shame or guilt or low self-worth or the traumas that we're carrying around and all the impacts from it, anger, unforgiveness, hopelessness, helplessness, all of it, lack of faith or enough faith, no peace. But we, we don't focus on that. We don't prioritize it. But what if prioritizing that could help every other aspect of our lives, our jobs, how we feel about everything, even our physical being? I mean, obviously, physical is very important too, incredibly important. The reason I'm not including it in this message is it seems like the latest fad diet is everywhere. Everybody's on the latest, you know, protein, the poor potatoes just, you know, can't have that potato, <laughs> whatever it is. And I'm not, you know, here to say what you should or shouldn't eat or what kind of a diet you should follow or work at. Nothing like that. I'm not here to do any of that. It just seems like we're already bombarded with that and Botox and, you know, be skinny and don't and, and, you know, be small and, and, or no, you're supposed to have a big butt. I don't even know what you're supposed to be anymore physically. It just seems like there's enough of that bombardment. Life is fast paced. So I get it. In fact, listen to this. This is from a study of a few years ago. I'm actually afraid to look at an updated study for what it might say, but this was, I think 2015. And this was a study from Microsoft. I don't know why they were studying this, but they were talking about attention span. The goldfish's ten attention span is nine seconds. We are at eight seconds. Wow. Now, this is interesting because there was a research done in Canada and they studied the brain activity of users and, and they said it was 12 seconds. So that was in 2000. When this other article came out in 2015, they said it was eight seconds. So imagine where we are now. We have, we have no attention span. In fact, if you're still listening to this podcast, right on. Good job. <laughs> you're way better than a goldfish. I mean, think about it. I hear recently that our attention span is less than a flea. And I have no idea how in the world they measure a flea's attention span. I, I don't know. I, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? But in our digitized, success-driven, perfect body age, we are running and gunning, right? 
We're running toward success. Nothing wrong with any of this. We're running toward fitness. I said none of this, those two things, because this one is never going to happen. We're running toward perfection. We do that. You know, I wonder if we ever get there anyway. There's no there. We're racing right past our lives, basically. So the other day I turned 61. Wait, okay. So it wasn't the other day. It was like eight months ago. But what's weird is it feels like just the other day. Okay, so as I, you know, come on here and I talk about things and I give advice and things to ponder and think about... I'm always transparent about my struggles too. Because I think if, if people aren't, they're not being honest. If they're just going, this is how you do it and my life is so wonderful and perfect. Not, it doesn't happen. Because I don't really don't think we ever get there. We just keep trying. And I hope I keep trying to the day I die. I don't hope. I plan to keep trying to be a better person till the day I die. I'm going to stumble and fail and fall. It's going to happen. I, you know, I'm a sinner. I'm imperfect. It's going to happen. But I'm going to keep trying. And I know you are going to as well. But I have a confession to make. I feel as if I haven't come even close to succeeding in life. Yes, I've let myself down. I feel disappointed. And I, I fight with this. That's why I use my nine weapons of hope. I struggle with this. I talk to God about it. I you know, I try to find my way through. I try to work on not comparing. That's a, That's a big one for me. But mostly I'm comparing myself to my expectations of what I thought my life would be, you know, professionally speaking. I feel like it, personally I, I'm a lot better person in a lot of ways, even though I have a long way to go. But I, I feel like I haven't come close to succeeding anywhere. I weigh more than I, I weigh more now than I did when I was pregnant with Jamie and I gained 36 pounds with Jamie. So, I mean, but I work out, you know, five or six days a week. I try to eat healthy, but you know what? Because I don't sleep well. I find myself craving bad things. I mean, I struggle with all the same things that you do. But I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm smart and I'm tenacious and I, I'm a, I feel like I'm a, a pretty good person and I'm honest and I, I'm trying to walk with God. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'm just, you know, I, I'm just trying. But every day I feel like somewhat of a failure. So if that's you, I get it. I get it. This is why I finally discovered that while I am, you know, doing what I'm doing professionally, I am trying to put as much emphasis or, you know, much more than I have before on my own personal development. And it's not to be selfish. It's so that I can better serve. We can't serve, my friends, if we are emotionally drained, if we're mentally wiped out, if we, you know, our thoughts are negative and self-defeating, and if we're spiritually vacant or drained or just, you know, we're not in that place where we're tapping into the ultimate power, right? I mean, God is the ultimate power. We, we tend not to tap in. It's almost like we go, well, let me, let me come and talk to you when I get all this other crap figured out, right? Let me figure all this stuff out, God. Then I'll come to you and you know, like you're going to your supervisor or something. You got to make sure the, the project package is all right before you, you bring it to him for help. He's like, no, bring me all the junk. Bring me all your post-it notes and your and your notes in your app and the stuff in your head and the all the things you're confused about. Bring it now. But we don't do that. Instead, we try to rely on our own wits and we don't get help. 
We don't get assistance. We don't get new perspectives. We just sit there in our stuff. And then we wake up and we're 61. And then, you know, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'll be 62. N not literally. My birthday is not tomorrow, <laughs> but that's the way it's going to feel, right? It's going to feel like it's that fast. It'll be tomorrow. There's a part of me that's just not content. And I feel as if, I mean, some of it for me personally, there's, a, there's this song, this, this Christian song. And in the lyrics, it says, this is not our home. And I kind of feel like maybe that's part of it is that, you know, my home is somewhere else ultimately. But hey, meanwhile, back on planet Earth, you know, I've got to do this thing here. But sometimes it feels more like a grind here, doesn't it? And, and we don't prioritize the things that can give us more peace. The things that can allow us to let go of the stuff that makes us feel like we're failing. That we're not content. Let me tell you, I, I honestly don't know. And, you know, even though, I mean, I've got my nine weapons of hope, which I think are great. I've got, you know, I feel like I've got this thing going on where I'm really in communication with God. But I still feel like we're never going to really get there. We're never going to have it all figured out. We're not. But to get to a place where we have peace, I have more peace than I ever imagined ever in my life because I'm not that peace kind of person, right? I was always like, you know, type A, let's go. And um, I can make stuff happen. And I almost feel like God has said, really? Okay, well, I'm going to make allow you to make almost nothing happen <laughs> so you can rely on me. Okay, get it. I kick and scream and fight for not weeks or months, years. And then I go, okay, let's do it your way. Maybe you do have something. So I understand. Okay, so maybe you feel like I've kind of digressed here, but I really feel like no amount of professional success or hard abs, whatever it is, is going to be enough. Not for real contentment, for peace. So personally, I think spiritual, you know, your spiritual armor, which is why it's one of my weapons, your spiritual armor should be priority number one. Um, and the only reason I didn't put it in that order, and, and if, when you get into Warriors and Hope, and if you decide to, you know, get this access to this, uh, resource, you'll see that I have them in order, but you can, you can jump around if you, if you want. But the reason I put the decision, you know, making decisions, decide to stand up and fight, I put that first, even though I think spiritual armor is the most important, but if you don't first make a decision to do it, you're not going to do it, right? That, that's the only reason. So truly, I do believe that personally, that spiritual armor, whatever it looks like, yours can look completely different from mine, no problem. Number one, we've got to work on our emotional well-being. We've got to get free, free from the bondage, the bondage of unforgiveness, the bondage of shame and guilt and the society stigma we've allowed to be piled on top of us. That, that not enough, not good enough, the lack of contentment, the lack of peace, the feeling that we've disappointed people, the low self-worth. And this is not to say, I want you to think about number one all the time, but honestly and truly, if you aren't focusing and working on number one and helping this, this person, this one life that you have to be all it can be to the best of your ability. I'm not saying perfect it by any stretch, but then how are you going to help anybody else? We're so empty. We're racing and rushing and trying to run around and, and look the best and get Botox injections or whatever. And you know what? I, I'm not going to judge anyone. You do what you do. 
But the point is we're, we're worried about so many things that really probably aren't that important in the long run. And they're not going to help us feel better about ourselves. How many times have you thought, you know what, I really want to buy this or that. Buy things, make money, earn money, spend money, do it. Whatever you do, that's fine. But how many, have you ever done this? If I just had this, if I just, you know, once we get that new house, once, you know, oh, I'll get that new car. How, how cool would that feel? Have you ever felt disappointed once you acquired something? Not to say that, that, you, that those things aren't good, you know, depending on the situation, but have you ever felt like, oh, wow, I thought I would feel different when I got here. Like I haven't really arrived. That's why my personal opinion is that we should be focused far more on our spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being and obviously your health, your physical, than anything else. Because that being in a better place there will help everything else. It will help you professionally. It will help you in your job. It will help you in relationships. It will help you just feel content when you're scrubbing the toilets. Prioritize your well-being. Whether you use my nine weapons of hope and my coaching, the, the warrior um, training that we have, in Warriors and Hope that you can access through our web app. It, if you decide to use somebody else's, that's fine. Do something and be committed to it more than the attention span of a flea or a goldfish. You know, I mean, how many hours do people spend? I'm not saying you, because I don't know you. <laughs> scrolling through social media, watching television. We do have time. People say they don't have time, but they do have time. It depends on how badly you want it how much you understand how it could positively impact your life. I encourage you. I know there are bills to pay. I know that, that, that there are birthdays to plan. Peloton sessions, I guess. Is that what they call them? Peloton sessions to, to move through. And 5,000 new Facebook comments to scroll through. No, no, don't do that. And yet we're not satisfied or content. At the end of the day, we plowed through the to-do list, we ate more broccoli, we put more money in the bank, and we feel the same. Or worse. Life's tough. So really, you got to work on building a life of courage. It's going to take courage to do this and to move through whatever it is, whatever trauma has you down, whatever's got you held back. It's going to be work, but it will be worth it. And the result will be better than fewer wrinkles on your face, better than the new car, better than the perfectly cleaned house, better than anything, my friend. We can do this together. Your story matters, so live it courageously.